the, the, the way that you write can actually inform your content and what you bring to the page? Well, I, I think it certainly impacts the way the person reading it considers the information. It seems like usually like doing criticism is one – you're doing one of two things. You're either taking like a small, simple idea and really expanding it or you're taking a really expansive, complicated idea and trying to simplify it. So if you're taking a small idea and trying to make it bigger, like if you're just – or or not – I shouldn't even say a small idea like a – a restricted idea, like if you're writing about truth or mm-hmm. something, you're writing about the idea of truth, and you're going to write 10,000 words about the concept of truth, well then of course the writing style is going to be really sprawling as you move out, and that will sort of almost exaggerate the complexity of the original idea. But when you're taking a big idea, like you're trying to say describe, you know, um, oh, like... Uh, so wait, you, you were using the nature of truth as a small idea? Well, as a, as a really confined idea. All right. Like, I guess that is a pretty big idea, yeah, my, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, in my mind, yeah. the idea of truth is, is about as expansive as it yeah. gets. What <laughs> I was just saying is that some... It feels Let's say like the nature of Twizzlers as yeah. a small idea. <laughs> well, no, that, yes, that's even a better example. So if you're going to write 10,000 words on Twizzlers, it's going to probably go in many, many crazy directions, and there's going to be a <laughs> lot of things unrelated to Twizzlers in there. Um... It's odd, I guess, you know, all these things I only really think about when I have these kind of conversations, like for podcasts, it seems like. Because well, normally surprising. when you're writing, you just sort of do it, and then you, but, because very rarely you're you know, directly asked about something like this. Right, well, I mean, the nature yeah. of this podcast yeah. as How to Be Amazing is about the process, so mm. of course I'm interested in your process. Yeah. I'm forcing you. Yeah. Well, no, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, I, I like the, I like. The I don't know why you're mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're mad at me. There's an interview that I read where you were talking about, when interviewing a subject, you were talking about the desire for conversational tension. Mm-hmm. The idea that any journalist interviewing a subject needs to bring to that interview some sort of tension. I, I wonder what the thought behind that was and, and why that's, you felt that was necessary. It's particularly true because so much of what I have done is essentially celebrity journalism. And I, I find very often that when people write about other famous people, it's almost as if though that their underlying goal is to have the person like them. Mm-hmm. Or or that, that they want to sort of feel like they're in the same orbit of Jennifer Aniston or whoever they're talking to. And I just, I don't think that's conducive to interesting stories. So, I mean, I always sort of go into the situation with like the mindset that they're only there because they are essentially selling something. It might just be themselves and they might have no product, but they're a public person who needs to be a public person to sort of exist in what is what they do. And I am there sort of in the position of someone who's able to ask questions that maybe their friends can't even ask immediately. You know, the entire thing is a construct. There's nothing organic about it. So I, I don't want the person to ever feel as though I'm pretending that, oh, you know, we're just talking. This is just a friendly conversation and I'm going to happen to write something later. You know, I w- always want them to feel like I'm asking you these questions because I want the answer. It is slightly adversarial, even if I love the person. You know, a lot of times you'll see a, like a profile on a celebrity and it doesn't really seem that much different than 
than if they had put out a press release about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's just almost a, a restatement of the sort of what they want to project or what they think they represent. And of course, if you're trying to ask somebody a question outside of that, it will be a little adversarial because if they wanted that information, you know, if they were comfortable just saying it, they would. You know? So when you're coming into this podcast today, do you feel like you have an agenda? Well, um, I must, right? I mean, you're not yeah. hawking anything specifically yeah. right now. Yeah. I, I guess I, 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 my agenda probably must be that uh, I, I was flattered to be asked and I want to be interesting and that I think that if, that if people hear this, they might be interested in buying my books. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is, you know, and it seems weird to say that. I, you know, you're supposed to always sort of kind of adopt this position that, you don't, you're kind of apathetic toward all aspects of your career. And that everything <laughs> right. you do around it is just, you know. But, I mean, certainly it's like, you know, I, I, I got up and I took the train here and I came up to this. And, we're sitting and you here. put on that tuxedo, which yeah. I'm so thrilled that you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the replacements have a certain cachet that, you know, a band like U2 or Guns N' Roses doesn't.